Toji, you have to catch me when you can. I want to reintroduce the Praying the Scripture segment. It's not that old. I think the last one I did was in January, but I mentioned that we would get into Isaiah 28. And if you're unfamiliar with the Praying the Scripture segment, what I do is I read if it's an entire chapter or if it's one scripture or something Holy Spirit is highlighting and directing me to do, I read the entire thing and then I pray according to any highlights Holy Spirit has or any key things I find from scriptures that are pertinent to what we're experiencing, what we're going through that would be key for breakthrough. So I'm reading from the Passion Translation, Isaiah 28. This is the first section. Now, this is broken up into several different sections. The first section is about Ephraim. Woe to the pride of Israel's drunkards, worn like a garland on their heads. Their glory is but wilted flowers, worn like a crown on the heads of those bloated with the rich food and overcome by wine. Behold, the Lord has one who is strong and mighty, and he will come like a hailstorm and like destroying whirlwind. Excuse me, wind. With a storm of massive flooding waters, his mighty power will knock it to the ground. That proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trampled underfoot, and the glory of these proud leaders will fade and disappear, like the first figs of the season which are picked and eaten as soon as they are ripe. In that day, Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty for the remnant of his people. He will be a spirit of justice for judges to render right decisions, and he will be strength and bravery for those who turn back the battle at the gate. Glory to God. Verse 7. Moreover, the prophets, this is to Judah, and priests are drunk. They stagger because of wine and stumble around because of strong drink. They are confused with wine, stumbling because of a strong drink. They're too drunk to understand their prophetic visions. Oh, my God. Help us, Lord. They're too drunk to render right decisions and judgment. God, we cry out, help us, deliver us, and redeem us. All of their banqueting tables are covered with filthy vomit. Vomit is everywhere. They say, who does this prophet think he is trying to teach us? Who really cares about his message? It's only good for babies just learning to talk. Well, I don't know about you, but I definitely have experienced that type of ridicule. Verse 10, do this. Do and do that. Do a rule about this and a rule about that here a little there a little. Since they won't listen to me, God will use another mouthpiece to speak to them with stammering lips in a foreign language. He will speak to his people. That is a word. When we refuse to hear the pro, I talked about this in the last episode on the seventh with Jerusalem denying the prophets. Stop denying the prophets. Now, people of God in the apostolic prophetic hub, stop denying the new and budding prophets, the emerging prophets. Stop holding back the coming of Elisha and the return of what God is doing with this brand new generation of synergy of the prophetic stream. 
Verse 12, for he has said to them, this is your rest, so let the weary rest, this is your comfort, but they will not listen. Therefore, the word of Yahweh will be to them, do this, do this, and do, do that, a rule about this and a rule about that, here a little and there a little, in order that they may stumble backwards and be broken and captured. And you wonder why some of us are experiencing what we're experiencing wherever you are in the world. Stop denying God's servants and friends, and that's even outside of the prophets. He himself, because he is the prophet, he is chief prophet, ultimately what we're doing is denying him. Verse 14, therefore listen to the word of Yahweh, you scornful jesters, rulers of Jerusalem, for you have said, hello Jerusalem, <laughs> we have made a covenant with death and a pact with the underworld. So when the overwhelming scourge sweeps over us, it will not harm us. For we have made lies our refuge and find our shelter in falsehood. I said that there was a connection that we read the scripture recently in the book of Revelation with Isaiah 28. There's that connection. It's the packs. Remember I told you I was hearing break your agreement with. We got to break our agreement with things that we have found safety in, things we've offered unto others, to other things for protection, for safety, for wealth, for power. We got to break those covenants. Verse 16. Here's what the Lord says. This is to Zion. Behold, I set a place in Zion, a foundation stone, fully tested and proven to be faithful and secure, and written upon this precious cornerstone is this. Those who trust in him will not act in haste. Well, glory, hallelujah. That's a word for some of you who are moving so fast and don't know how to slow down and be quiet. Be still. It's a time of Sabbath. It's a time of rest. That doesn't mean you're not inactive. Remember one of the words I gave first in 2021, we will put work to the plow. We will put the plow to work. It's a time for us to work. Now, you can sit there and be inactive and sit there and see all the bad things going on wherever you are and estimate because we're still, quote unquote, shut down, that you can't move. You want to make sure you're securing certain things for your future. It's important what's going on now to help us to amass in the future. I hope you pick that up and get it. Verse 17, I will set justice as the true measurement and integrity its plumb line. Father, we welcome in justice. My hailstorm will sweep away your refuge of lies and my floodwaters will overwhelm your hiding place. Then your covenant with death will be annulled and your pact with the underworld will not stand. And when the overwhelming scourge sweeps over you, it will sweep you away. As often as disaster passes by, it will carry you away morning by morning, day after day. It will sweep you away. When you fully understand this message, it will bring nothing but terror to you. Your bed is too short to stretch yourself out on and your covering is too narrow to wrap yourself in. The Lord Yahweh will suddenly arise as on Mount Perizim and in the Valley of Gibeon. He arises to accomplish his strange work, peculiar as it is, his strange work. Of judgment. So do not mock, or your bonds will grow tighter. For I have heard the decree from my Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies. He spoke a decree of destruction against the whole land. Well, verse 23, I'll leave that there. Hear my voice, listen to my words, and pay close attention to my parable. Does a farmer plow continually at planting time and never plant a crop? Does he continually break open the cods, clods of the ground and never sow his seed? Once he has leveled its surface, does he not sow dill and cumin? 
planting his wheat in cumin, excuse me, in rows, his barley in its proper place and his rye in a patch. Yes, his God has instructed him and taught him the right way of farming the land. Remember, I just said, put your hands to the plow. Dill, a small seed is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a wagon wheel rolled over cumin. Dill is beaten with the rod and cumin with the stick. Grain is crushed and milled with bread, but it is not threshed endlessly. One drives the wagon's wheels over it, but his horse's hooves do not pulverize it. This counsel also comes from the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, for his guidance is unfathomable and the heaven wisdom he imparts is magnificent. Let me break down verses 23 through 29 for you. God is about to do a sifting and a threshing. There's going to be a separation. Now, this was part of the word I released in 2020 for us moving forward in the decade. There will be a divine separation, but it's more for identification purposes that they will know who we belong to. That's why he's doing that. That's why the tests are here, but the judgment is here because overarching, there has been a foul stench and cry from the land, from the acts of men. And God is going to cause a reckoning to happen, but the threshing is good for us. You see how these verses say there's going to be um, wagons roll over certain things and things beaten with uh, rods and uh, things being plowed up, but there's no full damage that it cannot be restored. God is the God of restoration. I recently released that America is going to be restored. Now, I want to pray into that last thing. I want to decree over you that you break false covenants, whatever form of covenant that you have. Let Matt, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 28 be your guide. I want to repent. So, Father God, I come before you. I confess. And Father, I ask that you would teach us how to repent over this. Father, where we have rejected your prophets, where nations have rejected your men and women, where nations have rejected your servants, but especially, God, cities like Jerusalem, not only Jerusalem itself, but cities like Jerusalem, where your kingship and your government is, have rejected prophets, your servants and friends, would you forgive us? Would you forgive the nation of the United States of America? Would you forgive the other nations for rejecting the prophetic, the prophetic stream? And Father, would you restore, would you restore unto the nations, unto the world, whom you have chosen this hour to rightfully receive and welcome back in these men and women of grace, these men and women who will cause things to be rebuilt and cause things to be restored and cause there to be so much redemption flowing from your heart of grace and mercy. Father, I come before you and I confess that we have rendered wrong as judges in the nations. Judges have traded righteousness and justice for money, for wealth, and we have exacted wickedness in the court systems. I'm talking about the spiritual court systems as well, but also the ones in the earth, Father. We have not done according to your will, as judges say, that we're supposed to care for those who are less fortunate and defend and to be impartial with judgments. 
So, Father, we don't know right decisions, but I ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would raise up and restore a spirit of justice, the spirit of justice. Father, I ask that those who are whimpering and who are cowards right now, who have given up on hope, who have lost faith in you, Father, that you would restore and give them a new strength and bravery so they would not run away from the gates, but they will run towards the gates where the enemy is coming in and man guard watch and war at the gates with that spirit of strength and bravery and honor in Jesus name. Father, the sons who you and daughters who you have called with the anointing to expand and to build up and guide and be brilliant and rule and lead for us, for taking our names for our inheritance, for our privilege and our own will, for not taking it seriously, for not being humble, for us being entitled. Father, I confess right now, the church, we have been so entitled like Ephraim was entitled. Father, would you forgive us? Spirit of God, as this is being removed from us, would you place in us the fruit of the Spirit? Would you place in a soundness of mind, re- restore that soundness of mind, fill us with the soundness of mind, refill us with this. I, I loose a stirring of our spirit men right now in the body of Christ worldwide. Now, understand I'm praying for the body of Christ worldwide when I'm praying these prayers. So our spirits will then generate with light and love and power and soundness of mind. And Father, that we would truly know who you are and not be false worshipers, not worships, uh, worshipers of our flesh, worshipers of what's the eye and worshipers of the pride of life, not worshipers of what we can do in our own will and volition. Father, I say we return and come back to you with surety and purity and sanctification with new eyes. Holy Spirit, cause our vision to be a new in the body of Christ. We need to see you. Pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on the world. Let us see you rightly, Yeshua. Let us see you, Yeshua. We ask for grace, grace, grace. But Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you would tutor us not to abuse or rob or bastardize grace. Forgive us for bastardry, Father, for lowering the parameter, the standard of justice and righteousness, the moral excellence in society. Father, restore moral excellence, restore morality, restore uprightness, restore character back into your church, your sons and daughters, and we will shine brilliantly as you do, Yeshua. Now, Father, I loose all these things in the name of Jesus, and I pray that you would hear these things and that you would speedily answer as you say in your psalm, David, he would cry out to you and David say, would you bend down from heaven and hear me? Will you answer me? Father, according to your word in Psalm 116, we cry, I cry. I am crying out, standing in the gap right now on behalf of your sons and daughters, the church. And Father, your word, according to Psalm 116, says you will hear the cry and answer. And Father, just as Daniel who humbly submitted himself to your will, who understood the culture both in the church and the culture outside the church and caused a great repentance through acknowledgement and confession. And you honored Daniel. Father, honor 
these prayers. Honor the prayers of men and women who are righteous like Daniel, who are humbling themselves and fully acknowledging what we have done. Send us godly divine messengers. Awaken us. I ask for, for, the, for the angel of awakening, for angels of awakening, Father. Angels of revelation, angels of knowledge, angels of secrets to meet these men and women in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you for the restoration. Let the restoration come in now. Blessings.